I like that story a lot yeah. because I think what I think is cool about that is that so you actually have parts experience. And right. I think speaking as a parts person, if, for example, you were to come in and talk to a, somebody about Revolution Parts, the first thing I'm thinking if you walk in the door is, what does this guy actually know? True. You know, does he, even, right. does he even have a part? Like, yeah. how does this guy know parts? Yeah. And right. so having that background. It's a background. So to me, this is important that we establish yeah. where you're from yeah. and what you've done and, and the contributions you've made because I yeah. think that's huge. looking up icebreakers right because we don't interview people very no, frequently except anymore. for people yeah. gonna, people we're gonna hire right so right, we, right. The, yeah. the, the best icebreaker we found was uh how was your drive in today how was your ride in <laughs> how was my ride in well it was a it was a long drive from downstairs in the kitchen to upstairs yeah. in my office so nice. it, it, it was no a tough traffic. drive yeah it's yeah. good you know it's uh, no traffic. It's no, no, no stress. No stress. Just nice it's drive no in. stress. Yeah. Right. No, right. My, right. my truck probably will last for 100 years at this pace. Oh, what kind of truck? I drive a 2019 Raptor. Ooh. Oh, it's a Ford, though. That's that's <laughs> me, man. I wish I had a Raptor. That's what I want. Um, yeah. yeah. I love it. I got an F-150, and I love it dearly. I really do. Uh, only because I'm 6'6". Six, six. And like there is something about being able to fit five of me in my vehicle, which is nice. But um, yeah, yeah, we got to get Nick in a Ford, you know. It's, uh, that's it's, okay. I'll stick with my Hyundais. You know, <laughs> I, I, was was a, I, was a, I was a Chevy guy my entire life. Yeah. And uh, when I was working for, for Bob Tasca, he was after me constantly. You know, when yeah. are we going to get you in a Ford? When are we going to get you in yeah. a Ford? Yep. So I said, the only way I'm going to drive a Ford is if I drive a Raptor. Yeah. So he threw me in. He threw me in his yeah. truck and brought me over to the dealership. And he, there was like nice. 15 of them there. He says, pick out the one you like. Nice. So, <laughs> nice. Oh man, that's that was nice. it. I ended up in the truck. <laughs> that is awesome. Perfect. Oh man. So with Tasca, um, explain to us a little bit about your background. Uh, you know, how did you, how did you, um, I guess let's just start with your background in parts in general. Wow. Um, I've yeah. been in the automobile space my entire life. Uh, I come from a family of techs. My dad owned his own garage. My granddad yeah. owned his own garage. Nice. Uh, my career started at the age of two in a jumpsuit on the floor of my dad's <laughs> shop with a a Phillips screwdriver and a one-barrel carburetor. That's awesome. Um, That's amazing. <laughs> and I ended up um, ended up in the dealership environment in 1984. Uh, yeah. You know, first time in the parts room. You know, three years later, I was a parts manager down on Cape Cod. No. Um, I was there for 21, 22 years, and then in '09, the uh, the economy kind of took a, t- a ton yeah. of dealers out, and it happened to yeah. me that I worked for one of them. Uh, so um, had a choice, either go find another parts manager's job, which in yeah. 08, 09 was not a real easy right. thing to do. No. Um, or take a leap of faith. So I convinced my wife to let me mortgage our house, and yeah. I went out and found some rented space and started a, a small online store called NewGMParts.com. Wow, that and, is a leap uh, of faith. Yeah, that that that's, yeah. that's an amazing, amazing jump. I don't know that I yeah. could do that. <laughs> well, you know, God bless her, you know, and, and I yeah. and I did warn her. I says, if this doesn't work, I says we're we're homeless. So yeah. just so you know, man, back but, against uh, the wall. Well, it seemed to work I, I out. Was, You're in a house. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
So, um, you know, I was very fortunate. I had a real good friend of mine who was a brilliant businessman who I coerced into coming into business with me. Yeah. And within five years, we went from zero to um, $5 million a year in sales. Wow. Uh, went from the rented space to owning our own building outright. Um, you know, just a great, great success story. Now, how did, yeah, so, how did you get that to be successful? I mean, I would think if, like, if I were to start an online parts store right now from scratch, I don't know how I would, like, make that successful. You know, how did you do um, that? hundred hours a week. Yeah. Not sleeping at night, you know. Yeah. Um, great people around me. Like I said, my, my, my best friend in the world who we, we still hang out every Saturday now, um, was, is a brilliant businessman. So I knew the, I knew the parts business. He knew the business side of business. So we made a a great combination and then just, you know, super people, you know, I had, I had three terrific people that uh, we launched the business with that, um, were just fabulous. And, and, you know, when the day came that we ultimately sold the business, we were up to 11, yeah. uh, 11, 11 employees. Wow. Like I said, we owned our own comp, our own business, our own building and, um, just hard work. I mean, yeah. you know, and it's, that's kind of the same as it is today. You have to, mm-hmm. you, you really have to love this business. If you don't yeah. love the parts business, you're just not going to be successful. You'll at burn it. out. Of course. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, see, that's our problem. So, see, we both know parts, and neither one of us knows business. That's yeah, that's right. the problem. That's so, the problem. can you go learn business? I'm trying. <laughs> you know, I, I, so, I Google uh, it once in a while. Google business. Yeah. How, so, do, how do I business? How do I business? <laughs> how do I business? Yes. Yeah. So, oh my in 2014, my my best friend and business partner, he he had committed to five years. He says, Mike, because yeah. he he had already been retired. Okay. So he said, "I'll give you five years." He said, "And then we got to come up with a plan." So at, yeah. at the five-year mark, we started talking, you know, some different ideas, and we we got uh, connected with Bob Tasca. Yeah, and uh, and Bob came down and, and visited our operation and said, you know, we have an online store; it's doing good, but it's missing in kind of that organizational piece, which is uh, that's me. You know, yeah, everything right. on my desk is right angles and yeah. I mean, everything has a home, which yeah. most parts guys are like that. Yeah, of course. Right. So, that's, uh, that's so we sold the business to the task of family with the understanding that I would come on board yeah. and, uh, you know, what a, what a, what a ride. I mean, we started yeah. out in 14, my business was around 5 million a year. His was around 9 million a year at the time. Man. And uh, in 2022, when I left, they're they're bumping along at 25, 26, 27 million dollars a year. So, you know, it's it, it <laughs> man, it took that's, on a life of its own. Yeah, and now you that's know, just but, from Task Autom, like that, and that's just being like an auto group that took this over, correct? Yeah, I mean, Bob was a lot smaller then. I mean, yeah. They've been wildly successful over the last, well, I've known Bob for almost 10 years now. Yeah. And, um, you know, they, they've grown from, you know, maybe eight or nine rooftops to, I mean, I think they've got closing in on 30 rooftops now, you know, in multiple wow. states. So Man. really smart guy, really aggressive, yeah. you know. Man, so that's, uh, that's some growth. You know, we had, <laughs> we, we had, uh, I was lucky. I was surrounded by a lot of great people. 
and working with a guy that had vision that, you know, truly believes in e-commerce yeah. and, and, you know, would give me any resources I need to make it work. You know, if I yeah. went to him and said, Hey, I need a, I need a big check because yeah. I need this, this, and this to happen before we can get to the next level. Yeah. As long as the business case made sense. Yep. Just, just give me the money and, and say, go yeah. make it happen. You know, so That's you don't, great. you don't get that, you don't get that lucky yeah, that no. often. No, you need that, though. I think to, to make it in e-commerce, you really need to have some of that. Well, I think to make it in a successful parts department, you need support from yeah. anybody because, yep. you know, drivers, hiring people, bringing staff in, right. bumping inventory if you need right. to. I yeah. mean, that all requires funding. Yeah. And if nobody's going to give it to you, right. you kind of like, – I don't think any of that would have worked – none of that would have worked out if, like, that person was like, no, nah, we just don't have it in the budget, you know? <laughs> yeah, we're like, yeah, we're going to exactly. put that off until next year. Yeah. 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 Wow, and and wow. we all know, I mean, parts departments are, are money gobbling machines. I mean, yes. they just they yeah. just eat it up like there's no tomorrow. Oh, yeah. It's easy to spend money in parts. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, this is awesome. I like that story a lot. <laughs> yeah. because I think what I think is cool about that is that so you actually have parts experience. And right. I think speaking as a parts person, if, for example, you were to come in and talk to a, somebody about Revolution Parts, the first thing I'm thinking if you walk in the door is what does this guy actually know? True. You know, does he even, right. does he even have a part? Like, yeah. well, how does this guy know parts? Yeah. And right. so having the background, the background. So to me, this is important that we establish yeah. where you're from yeah. and what you've done and, and the contributions you've made. Cause I think yeah. that's huge. Yeah. I, I mean, I just know too just, many, too many parts programs, you know, <laughs> I always say this, but are run by like college grads that know nothing about parts. Oh, here you know? he goes. Here he goes. But like, it's true. It's true though. Like, it's, they, yeah. they, you run it from a spreadsheet, you know, in an office, and it's just, it, it's good to have that background. And I can, obviously, I can see like Revolution Parts. That was just a good fit for you, right? It, it, it was. I've known, yeah. I've known Ibrahim uh, and Andreas for forever. Um, yeah. You know, I switched to their platform. Probably around 2011. Okay. Uh, so I, I've known them for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and always had great luck with it. And and having a parts background definitely makes a difference when I'm talking to customers. Sure. You know, it's and you know, and and I've run, I've done, I've done all of it. I mean, from being just you know a small parts department with one or two people. Yeah. Um, you know, one truck, a limited client base outside of the dealership yeah um when i was working with that deal that finally closed in 09 you know i was definitely no tasca but you know i i had a, a 800 900 000 a month wholesale business i had yeah. seven trucks i had a step yeah. you know i had so i knew mm. that part of the business nice and then <laughs> during the 20 years i was there the dealership had some difficulties finding a service manager. Mm. So I did a short stint as a service director, parts and service director. So, I kind of have empathy for, for all sides of the coin when it comes to the dealership environment. I'm with you there. Yeah. That's, I had a short stint in service myself and yeah, it definitely, you, you did, you, like you said, you get that empathy for, for the other side of the wall, you know, and, and exactly. you know, the, the stresses that they deal with, it's not just one sided, you know, you got a lot of, parts people need to understand it's we're part of a bigger machine and um you know so i mean i think that experience was was really good for for me personally oh, but you know I, I, honestly i think every parts counterman regardless of their role in a parts yeah. room yeah. should do a stint on the service drive as an advisor yeah. 
Absolutely. I, oh, I, I think, think that great. would be perfect. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's it's easy to just like sit there and be like, oh, they, you know, they're doing this again or they're doing, you know, but like. Not that we would say that because no, service doesn't screw things not. up ever. No, it's no, always no. parts fault. Right. That's 100% yes. Yeah. But like it is good to like have that experience be like, oh, okay, like I, it's it's not all rainbows and butterflies and they're just choosing not to do their job. <laughs> right. Know, like, right. Um, so something really I'm curious about, though, since you have such a vast experience, we just did a video. It hasn't come out yet, but yeah. it's coming out. Um, we did a little self-reflection about our biggest weakness as managers. Yeah. Do you have, do you think you have a biggest weakness as a manager? I know I read in some of your profiles, you don't like to use manager or supervisor. You guys are a team, but, yeah. but yeah. What, what do you think? I mean, you have any, any introspection on that? I, I think it, as far as being a manager, I think my biggest weakness is I tend, I tend to develop too close a relationship with my staff. Mm. So, mm. you know, rather than, than, being objective, which is yeah. what a manager really should be doing. Right. Um, you know, I, I would I would make decisions that maybe weren't the best. Yeah. You know, if I looked at it strictly as an objective, you're an yeah. employee, I'm a manager type of, of vision. Right. So if, if yep. there was anything that I think I suffer from, it's probably that. I think that was my weakness, wasn't it? That was part of it. That was part of mine. Yeah. <laughs> it's just interesting because I think, uh, you know, you, you kind of get put on managers in general, kind of get put on a pedestal. It's like, oh, you guys don't have faults. You guys think you're perfect. And I think right. it's great and a good exercise. And I think it shows humanity of it. Like, no, we, we have faults yeah. and we have things we don't do right. And I think it's good to at least acknowledge that they exist. Yeah. Because I know there are some people when you ask that question, I don't have any faults. I work too hard. I work, yeah. I'm too <laughs> yeah. dedicated. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. And, yeah, yeah. None of my, none of my staff does that. You know, yeah, it's just me. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. the one that works too hard. Yeah, yeah that's it. Course. Yeah. There's no support. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but so how did you, how did you make that transition to, um, revolution parts and, and, you know, the, with the revolution parts process too, I mean, for people that are watching the video, um, and aren't sure, like, you know, with e-commerce, I know it's, it's a topic that we've talked about in the past and topic we love to talk about because, I think we both think e-commerce is really the future, but like, what is that process? Like, what is, let's just talk about like, I guess what's involved in running an e-commerce store, you know? An e-commerce store, making the transition, you say uh, online is the future. Yeah. You're, I mean, it's 20 that, years. Yeah. You're 20 years too late with that. Statement. Yeah. Oh man. So this is the future. On, on, online e-commerce is, is a it's reality. now. It's not yeah. going anywhere. It's like the internet. It, it's not going away. Man. Um, yeah, of course. So, but making making the transition to the e-commerce platform was, for me, it was just another revenue stream. So, yeah. you know, the dealer I worked for was where I, where I first got into e-commerce. And, you know, it was kind of like what you alluded to. He was like, oh, no, 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 no. You know, that's a fad. It's, you can't yeah. do anything with it. Right. And I, you know, I said, no, this is, this is what's coming down the road. We need to get involved. Yeah. So that was in 2006, I think is when I first started dabbling in it. Yeah. And, um, man, what I was looking at it was just another revenue stream. And, you know, yeah. if you, if you're in this business long enough, which, you know, at 40, not to call you an old man, <laughs> um, but you're in it long enough that you, you live through a couple of cycles, economic yeah. cycles. Sure. When the economy turns bad, the service drive drives up, yes. dries out. You know, people, they just can't afford to fix their car, at least not at the pace they do when money is free flowing. Right. So you need something to replace that revenue. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. the great thing about e-commerce is when the economy turns bad, people go looking for bargains because they don't have any money. Mm, right. Where yeah. do they look? They yeah, look on online. The, they look online. Yeah. Okay. So now you're 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 kind of supplementing that lost service drive income with online income. So yeah. it, it takes the it takes the hills and valleys out of that cycle and, yeah. and, and just makes it a little more predictable. So okay. that that was kind of what drove me to to e-commerce. No, and, and then I, once I, I get into it, I loved it. Yeah, I love the idea of having that extra revenue stream. And I know you've worked, you've done e-commerce with Revolution Parts, and I mean that added a, a good amount of money uh, to your business. Yeah, to your significant parts amount of gross yeah. and sales. I mean, the sales shot through the roof, which was yeah. great because that looks better for us. What are some right. things like if you are doing e-commerce right now, and let's say you are even with Revolution Part, what are things that you can do um, to maximize your, obviously, your return on investment and things like that? Um, probably the, the biggest thing that I push with all the dealers is work smart. Absolutely pay attention to the customer journey because, you know, when you get started in e-commerce, you inevitably have to spend money on advertising. It, it's yeah. just it's just a necessity. Yeah. But if you if you don't work hard on your side of the advertising fence by doing enhancements to the product pages, collecting photos, enhancing descriptions, yeah, answering emails as soon as you can. Um, every email is an opportunity for long term uh, profitable customers. So if you do all of that right. You only yeah. have to spend your ad money for that customer once. One time, yeah. Then then you make them a fan. Once they're a fan, they'll just keep coming back. So now your dependency on advertising business falls. Your yeah. organic goes up, mm-hmm. and it, that that's how you become profitable. That and looking for all of all, all of the cost savings. You know, you can save a nickel here, a penny there. It doesn't yeah. sound very exciting when you talk about it. But over time, it adds up to a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, when I first started out, like I said, I was I was fighting for my life. You know, it was yeah. either I make this work or right. I got to go back and live with my parents, which, right. you know. <laughs> so I was looking for every opportunity to, to save money Yeah. to the point where like some companies or, or dealerships will buy packing material to, to put the parts in a box. Mm-hmm. I went to the local newspaper, newspaper. which they're getting yeah. hard to find now. Yeah, right. And they have these enormous rolls of newsprint. Yeah. Well, when they get down to a certain size, they pull them off the press because they don't want to run them out. Yeah. So I I made a deal with the guy at the newspaper printing company, and for the cost of a couple of Dunkin' Donuts gift cards, <laughs> I'd go over once a week and I'd fill the back of my pickup truck with the spent rolls of newsprint and that was my free packing yeah. material wow and um you know yeah. it it works you yeah. know little things like that well, work i could see that uh being a huge savings now especially because like things like uline and how expensive everything is now i mean it, yeah. know, packing material and then shipping yeah. costs and getting it's all, creative yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's really that's good interesting yeah um, what would be, what would you say to somebody who says that, like, um, like, what would you say to somebody who is thinking, you know, the market's very saturated, you know, it's too late for me to get into this, you know, like with a Ford dealership, 
Um, you know, you throw a rock and hit a bunch of Ford dealerships and everybody, if everybody's doing it online or there's just a lot of saturation in the market, like, what would you say to somebody who's like on the fence thinking about doing it? Like, what would your advice to them be? There is so much business available and so little of it is being captured by dealers. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's replacement parts online is in the billions and billions of dollars. It's not a small market. Yeah. And, you know, revolution is, is the, you know, when it comes to OE parts, it is yeah. we're the player. Right. We're the one that has the, a big chunk of the market. Yeah. But it's a fraction of what is being spent. So, yeah. you know, sitting back and thinking, oh, there's too many players in it already yeah. is, is really just an excuse. You know, yeah. if you if you want to get in there, you want to work hard, you want to you, you want to make a name for yourself, build a brand. That was yeah. the one thing that we did when I was when I was working with Bob mm -hmm. is my 100 percent focus was on building the brand. Yeah. And and what you'll find is if you if you produce a great customer experience, yeah. if you build a brand that's notable, people will pay a little bit more money. You don't have to be the cheapest person online. You just yeah. have to be dependable yeah. and you have to be known. Yeah. And if, and if you can, and if you can, you know, kind of just wrap your head around that philosophy, mm -hmm. then you could be a brand new guy to the market and still yeah. make a huge impact. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Cause that's not something that I think a lot of like parts managers are going to think about like building a brand for them. I think a lot of people just think like e-commerce. Okay. I'm going to sell parts online now. Right. I think they kind of maybe put frame it in that light of eBay or, or yeah. you know, or maybe an Amazon or something. But really, right. I mean, it's it's more than that. I mean, and it takes time. You have to put the time yeah. in, I think. But yeah. I mean, yeah. if you stay committed, I mean, I think that's the key. But it is an interesting. That's I think interesting. there's a lot like of people that. that are on the fence about, you know, there's there's too many dealers. There's too much saturation. Yeah. But that's an illusion, yeah. you know, or an excuse, it's, like you said, you know. Uh, yeah. It, there is so much business out there waiting to be taken. It's just a matter of making the commitment, jumping into the pool and, and, you know, just making yeah. it happen. Um, what are other programs that like revolution parts does offer? Like I, I thought I heard something like an obsolescence program or something like that along those lines. It's, it's a killer pro. We have two killer programs right now that we've added recently. So one of them is the obsolescence tool. Yeah. So it allows you kind of to go in. It, 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 it kind of, it, it lets you say, all right, my obsolescence criteria is I haven't sold this in 12 months. Right. Or if you're a GM dealer, you might set it at 16 months so you don't inadvertently sell a rim-protected pie. Mm, sure. And I haven't receded it in nine months. Yeah. So now you're not worried about capturing a special order part that just came in. Yeah. And and it allows you to set a... a a separate pricing strategy for those parts so that you can sell them at cost or cost yeah. less, whatever the case might be. Yeah. So we've got that in place already. It works great. Yeah. We're enhancing it uh, where there's going to be tiers. So you can really granulize it. So 12 months to 16 months, you sell at dealer cost. 17 months to 24 months, you sell at cost less 25. Yeah. 24 months to 30 months, you sell at cost less 50. Cool. 
And, you know, if it's still in your dealership at 36 months, it's probably time to, time to <laughs> take a good long look in the mirror. <laughs> time to part ways. Right. Yeah. That's cool. So, And then the other one we have is vintage parts. I mean, most all parts departments know of vintage. Yeah. Yep. So vintage, what we'll do is we'll load the vintage warehouse to your store. Mm-hmm. And a part that would typically show up as discontinued, which they are. Yeah. But vintage may have stock of it because they're the last mile for, for you know, those parts. Yeah. It'll show up as being available on your store. And you can set a, a, a pricing strategy specifically for vintage parts, too, so that if you feel you can get a, a premium for it, then, you know, God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> but the neat, the neat part about it is, um, and this was something that I worked on at Tasca, you never have to touch the part. So it comes up in your, in your, you open your order, it's yeah. noted as a vintage part, yep. there's a little button called route order. Hmm. You hit the button, it sends the order to vintage parts, they pick it, they pack it, they ship it directly to your customer, blind, wow. and you never touch the part. So, I mean, what's better than selling parts right. you never touch? Yeah, that's great. Wow. Yeah, I mean, so, man, you're just there for the customer support at that point, correct? They just, you know, if there's a exactly. problem with the order, and then as long as you provide good resolution to any issue that may develop, yeah, you maintain your good standing with the customer. Now, is that is right. that is that through still the website, or is it still through your e-commerce store? It all, all it all happens in the Revolution platform. The customer is unaware of the fact that it's coming from that vintage warehouse. They're just a fulfillment partner. Hmm. That's a very, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about both of those programs, honestly, because we could use both of those programs. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a great, it's a great opportunity yeah. to expand your offerings because otherwise they wouldn't show up on the site as available for sale. Yeah. Because they are technically a discontinued part. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't so have it, them. It, I mean, that's not something that you have. Yeah. You don't have to put it right. on your shelf and right. hold it and hope. Cross your arms. Exactly. And hope. Wow. Yeah. So, so we have that. And then the other really cool feature we have is, um, RP protection. So you, uh, you ship a part out to a customer Mm -hmm. and, you know, typically if you ship it out UPS, you know, anything under a hundred dollars, they'll give you insurance and and they'll cover it if something goes bad, anything over a hundred dollars, you're rolling the dice, you know, you may lose money on it. With the shipping protection, it it protects the shipment to the customer in full for damage, theft, and loss. Hmm. So if it gets to your front porch and it looks like it's been run over by a truck. Or FedEx delivered or, it. Or, <laughs> or, or say somebody stole it off the porch, which, yeah. you know, we all know that happens. Yeah, pirates. Uh, the customer just clicks a button on their order. It takes them right to... Um, the the uh, insurance company that we work with, yeah, and within ninety seconds, ninety eight percent of the claims are approved. Wow, and, that's huge! That is absolutely the, huge. Wow! And the customer gets uh, gets a refund in the form of an e gift card, <laughs> and th- it's done. It's it's that fast. Wow! So that that's enormous because yeah, yeah, that's you know, you think huge. about it. At Tasca ships a thousand packages a day. Yeah. So the odds of something being lost or damaged 
right. uh, pretty good. Yeah. I mean, that's a big number. Sure. So, so that turned into a full-time job for somebody just doing yeah. nothing but dealing with damage claims. Wow. Now that all goes away. Yeah. It, it just takes care of itself. And it used to be such a hassle trying to get UPS to pay a claim because you have to send receipts and manifests and, and documentation. Pictures. Yes. Pictures. Yeah. UPS was such a nightmare to fight with a claim on. It was, yeah. it took time. It was a time. And at most of the time we just said, forget it. We'll just write it off and credit the customer. And you know, there's a refund. Have a nice day and you're out money. Man. That's yeah, what I always did. If yeah. it was under $50, especially with the post office. Yeah. We just wrote it off and yeah. moved on. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not worth it. Wow. Yeah. So like, what are your final thoughts? Like, what would you tell somebody you're, you're here pitching? I mean, what do you, what do you got to tell somebody? How would you sell? I mean, revolution parts, I've used it. It's great. The new features are coming, which we didn't, I didn't have those. They sound great. Yeah. Um, I know everybody's going to say that we're just, <laughs> that we're just <laughs> right. promoting them because right. we're here. Right. Yeah. I, get, I get the criticism, but no, it's really, it's honestly, that's the platform I would use if right. I was going to sign up today. Yeah. Um, but what would you, what would you tell somebody? How would you pitch this to somebody completely on the fence? Maybe they're leaning a little bit. How do you push them over? I think uh, the I think our biggest plus or value add for somebody who just isn't quite sure whether they can be successful is is the customer support. I mean, our our team that works directly with the dealerships are nothing short of amazing. Yeah. Um, I call them the kids, you know, because they, <laughs> I, I probably got 30 years on every one of them, yeah. but they're, they're smart. They're knowledgeable. They, they're engaged. We have regular, uh, we call them PSRs, performance uh, strategy reviews, where they'll take, they'll take your, your site and they'll go through all the major metrics. They'll come up with suggestions and observations and they'll, and they'll sit with you for their half hour to 45 wow. minute meetings. And they'll say, all right, this is, you know, this is where we see things trending. This is where we see you. Here's some, some suggestions maybe to, uh, to fine tune some of your settings on pricing or whatnot. So there's a, there's a lot of engagement there. Whereas, you know, in other situations, it might be congratulations. Here's your subscription. Right. Go, go sell parts. Right. You know? No, I was going to say that's really awesome because. You're not just okay. You're on Revolution Parts and go. You know, it go, seems like exactly to have that feedback, especially if you're unfamiliar with the territory of e-commerce. I think having that support is huge, um, especially. Yeah, and I, I yeah. think it gives the it gives you know decision makers like deal principals and general managers yeah. gives them a little bit more high level of confidence knowing that yeah. there's a support team. Yeah, and that's you know. The customer support managers are they're there for the nuts and bolts to yeah. teach you how to do everything right. You know, then we've got we've got a whole agency team that that will handle marketing if you decide to go that route. We've got a tech team that'll help you with specials, creating banners, creating holiday promos, Black Friday promos. There there really is just so much support that it's it's pretty difficult not to be successful. You know, yeah. you you if you put some, some a little bit of heart and soul into your your uh, operation, you'll do well. Yeah, that's awesome. I think we need them to sell Project Parts merch. Right? Can, do you, can you sell our merch? <laughs> sell our merch on the site? Come on, somebody, somebody, somebody support this. This is a nice shirt. Yeah, that shirt's on back order though. <laughs> oh, see, it's not. Oh, oh my that god! Is awesome. <laughs> 
All right, Michael. Well, I just want to say thank you very much for taking time and, and meeting with us and going over everything. And I, I think I've learned a lot. I mean, yeah, no, these new features sound great. And I, honestly, thanks for being our first guest yeah. on Project Parts. I know Congrats. we're just two guys on the internet, right. but uh, I mean, it's it's important for us, and we appreciate it. And we just want parts people to be better parts people. So yeah, exactly. I Trying mean, to, this is probably a big a big step in the right direction. I feel absolutely. I mean, uh, Project Parts were a lot about bringing up the next generation of parts people, and I think e-commerce is obviously a slam dunk. So not the um, future; it's the now. It's the now. Folks. It's the now. That's right. <laughs> so uh, you know what? What you know what? Just one more question. Yeah. Since we're on that Project or um, Revolution Parts, the e-commerce thing. Yeah. Do you? How do you feel about? Do you think e-commerce is going to take the place of wholesale a little bit in this coming years with these EV cars and with these different parts coming through? Because, I mean, wholesale is a rough business now. I mean, do you think you might see shops buying parts from an e-commerce store instead of calling the dealer? I mean, I think, yeah, you know, um, we are developing uh, wholesale tools to to kind of bring that to the forefront. Hmm. Um, There's there's a couple of challenges. A lot of the shops nowadays are, are still run by older guys like me sure. and, yep. and older guys tend to be set in their ways. Yeah. They, they like to pick up the phone. They like to talk to Joe, <laughs> right. you know, how was right. the weekend? Yeah. Um, which is all well and good, but it's not super productive from a parts counterman standpoint. It right. takes you 10 or 15 minutes to take Every an order that call. probably right. should have taken two. Yeah. Yep. So, um, but I do see, I do see the uh, the opportunity that as these this generation of shop owners passes the torch to the next generation, which are more like you know in the guys in their forties, you grew up with tech. It's yeah. it, it's not foreign, right? So, the, and and running a private shop nowadays is is getting tougher and tougher yeah. and tougher to be profitable. Yeah. So you got to have those bays turning. You know, it's like turning tables at a restaurant. Yeah, cars got to come in, cars got to come out. Yep. So, so I do see it going in that direction. Um, I mean, I I have a vision personally myself where, and, and this isn't on the roadmap, so don't <laughs> don't quote me. But I I see a vision where we develop some sort of an app where a tech is wearing a set of headphones, yep. Bluetooth, yep. and he opens the app, and the app prompts him to year, make, model, VIN, yep. what do you need for parts? Yep. And it all seamlessly goes to a, a uh, an order at Revolution, at which point the dealership fills it. Yeah, I could totally Never see takes that. his hand off the wrench. You yep. know, his, his head's Man. still under the hood. I know. I know. So oh, that, that's kind of, yeah. that's, that's where I see it going. And, and honestly, wholesale, especially collision, yeah. that's the other thing that I love about e-commerce. Mm-hmm. It's a cash positive business. Yeah. You get paid first. Yeah. You yeah. know, wholesale, you, you know, yeah, if, if you're doing a million or two million a month in wholesale and you're managing right. your receivables, that means yeah. you got a million or two million a month on the street. Yes. Yep. With e-commerce, e-commerce, yeah. all the money is up front. That is true. Because, I mean, body shops will not typically pay until they get paid. So, I mean, you're hanging Correct. out of that for 60, 90 days, maybe more if you're that unlucky. But and then you got it's yep. all that work, you know, chasing down that money. And it's true. That's interesting. I was yeah, just curious so, what your take was on where that that that's scary wholesale business is going. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. Scary. I know that was completely out of sequence with the interview. Well, that's completely okay. threw everything off, but I thought it was a good question because I just okay. I don't know. Like the wheels are turning. Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, thank you, Mike, for for joining us. This has been awesome. I, I've 
really enjoyed this conversation. And what we'll do, we'll link uh, Revolution Parts uh, website down in the description. And if you guys want to check it out, check it out. Um, I, awesome. I think I think I think really like I keep saying like it's the future, but yeah, I think it's the now. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it, it, and it, it is a lot of fun. It, yeah. it really is. Yeah. I like to do an e-commerce. I love, and I like, but I like analytics. I like paperwork. Mm-hmm. I like drilling things down yeah. and looking at things. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was, I enjoyed it. Cool. Very good. All right. I awesome. think we'll end it here and uh, just want to say thanks again, Mike. And uh, hopefully uh, maybe we do this again in the future, you know? Uh, I, I, I appreciate it. And thanks so much for having me. Anytime. Thank you, All man. Right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. And we'll see you guys in the next video. Take care. See you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.